Hello. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yes, absolutely. What about on my end? Are you able to hear me? Yes, you sound perfect. You really do. Amazing. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning to you. Yes. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Brother Mac, I am doing well. It is so good to be um, here on your podcast. So I'm so excited. Uh, I I just I remember where you started, you know, from our study <laughs> on the campus uh, weekly to conversations, you know, um, just being a, a campus family. But we grew into friends and I'm just so grateful to be on your podcast um, and to share in that. So, yeah. So good morning to that. I am I'm blessed. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I'm, I'm even more blessed and grateful that you that you are on the podcast because I mean you definitely have have a, a very amazing positive um story or to you and uh, I'm I'm excited like I'm over here cheesing right now you can't see me but I'm cheesing and so uh before we get started I want I want kind of want to start off with the with the word of prayer and then kind of dive in dive into the 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 show okay so, <sighs> God, we, we, we thank you, Lord, um, and I'm very grateful for another opportunity to call a day a day. Uh, yes, we understand God. that um, there's a lot of things that we're, that, that we're currently facing right now, but um, we woke up this morning, and you gave given, given us another opportunity to experience your grace and your mercy. So, God, we uh, first tap in with you to acknowledge your presence in our lives and our presence in your presence on, on in between this relationship, God, um, that whatever it is that is spoken today, we ask you, Lord, that your words uh, will, will flow through our hearts, through our minds, through our bodies. Uh, allow, allow us to feel the energy uh, that will be manifested today, that it can encourage the people that's going to listen and listen to um, this podcast. I'm extremely grateful for, for the daughter, for the angel that you have, um, sent to us through this podcast and D'Angeli Johnson, and uh, I'm 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 happy to see uh, your glory be revealed to us today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 So, prayer. Okay. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel a lot better now. I got my wings out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, we uh, oh. Yeah. 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 So I want to introduce to my family, the Inspire Kingdom family, who Miss D'Angeli Johnson is, right? And so I call her little D, baby D, you know what I'm saying? And so um, these are basically just what I know her as, right? So y'all bear with me. So I know that she is from Detroit. Now she lives yeah. in Dallas. So, so you know, she, 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 she's, she's traveled a little bit. Do you still miss home, Detroit? 
Yes, I do. Um, I plan to go back soon. I know my family is like, you've been saying that, you know, with the pandemic and everything. <laughs> but soon, I definitely plan to go back. Um, not to stay and live, but I definitely miss my family. Um, and, you know, there are still some things that I'm healing from for many years that God is still dealing with me on. Um, and getting me through and going home is always um, it's always I guess a bittersweet feeling you know it's, it's good to see my family and then there are memories and things that just always you know makes try to makes me feel some type of way where God just got to pull me back up out of that place so I definitely miss it though and I miss my people I feel that and, and we are definitely gonna gonna if it's okay with you kind of talk about that because I know that 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 feeling of, of what you long for and what you're looking for and what you don't have and what you do have when you go home. I want to, I kind of want to tap into that a little bit more too. So, uh, so now you're living in Dallas and you've been here how long now? This June uh, made six years. I've made it six years in Dallas. <laughs> hey, yes. when you almost classified as, as a, as a real Texas girl now, is that, is that okay with you? <laughs> Texas resident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Definitely so, girl, but I do I love it here, you know. Um so in the city, the Dallas, if anything, yeah, I guess I'm a <laughs> I'm a little Dallas rider, I guess, but for Detroit forever. So <laughs> not a Shout Texas. Out to yeah, shout out to shout out to the D, both of them, both of them, both of them, both of them. <laughs> and so, um, I know that you are a person that is that is a, a extremely humble person, right? I know that that the things that you that you kind of highlighted earlier um, have made you and shaped you to who you are today. But overall, you are an extremely successful person. Listen, y'all, she is a creator. She's she she's known for uh, how artistic she is. She's she has written poetry. She's an unspoken word. Um, she's she's an entrepreneur. She has her own own own, own business or on the side that she does. Uh, she is a fighter. I think that's the most important thing that that we sh I should highlight that you are a fighter and that you know your story of perseverance that we're going to listen to today. I'm extremely t excited to hear about, and I think. Some of that that fight comes from Detroit because there's always Detroit versus everybody else. I know how it is. Um, <laughs> and uh, most, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Okay. I'm just, I'm just glad that you are my, that you on my side doing this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, one of the things that. I was looking at your Instagram page on that you have as a quote. It was like two quotes that, that stuck out to me. And I kind of want to get a sense of what it means to you from these two quotes. The first one is um, from Madam. Um, let me see. What's her name? Let me pull it back Monica. up real quick. Is it Madam? Yes. yes. This is Madam. <laughs> it says, as long as we are not ourselves, we will try to be what other people are. So kind of. Break down what that means to you and why did you post that up there? Absolutely. Okay, so in the beginning, it says, as long as we are not ourselves, 
we will try to be others or, you know, we would try to do things that others, uh, that others do, or we would try to be people pleasers and God didn't create us that way. So I made this quote, put that quote up there, excuse me, um, primarily because yes, I'm humble. Yes, I'm strong and I'm an artistic person, but like many other people, I struggle and I struggle with pleasing people. Um, when I found my voice to speak up and, you know, defend myself, come to things, people would say I'm being mean or, you know, they would still think I'm being too tough and, you know, they would try to make me feel something other than myself. And I felt like, God, you didn't create me to, to please these people. You didn't create me to take on that barrier and that responsibility of wondering what they're thinking, what they're doing, or why I don't feel as, as successful, you know, because of them. That was a personal issue. It was my personal thing. And I knew I needed to just change that. And I came across this quote and I was like, yeah, this is a quote, not only for me, but for other people, especially on social media, because a lot of people, you know, social media is a whole world within itself. And I think that it's easy to get lost uh, within social media. I just recently created a new Facebook. I haven't used my old Facebook probably since I crossed into my sorority. You know, I used it maybe a year after that and maybe logged in, but it's a whole world within itself. And I found myself being consumed with the way of life that, you know, with the way that others live their life and things like that. So when I found that quote, I thought that it was not only relatable to me, but it could be relatable to someone else, you know? No, that's, that's real. I mean, cause I, I truly agree. I, I, I struggle with that as well often. And it's something that God had to definitely kind of, make me more self-aware of of why am I why am I trying to be like somebody else when he created me to be strictly me like I am an original like and I think <clears throat> for me I think one of the things I listen to Lauren Hill's album on uh, the unplugged album often yeah right? and I remember she was talking about how God never made us to compare ourselves but for us to be you know, individuals and to walk into our own right and our own, our own light. And we're never meant to be copies and to fit into the same suit. You know what I'm saying? And like, for me, I struggle with this when it comes to my job. Mm -hmm. I, I like being able to, to be, to do what I want to do. Right. But I got to pay the bills. Right. I struggle with, um, comparing myself to other successful people in my, in my, in my circle, even Absolutely. that I look at what they have that I don't have, but I've accomplished things that, that they haven't, but still find myself in a position where um, I'm not completely satisfied with where I am today. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just thinking like of, of a, of a story when that happened well I guess for you mm -hmm. when did you start to realize that 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 you was comparing yourself and getting consumed in that world yeah um I would say it would have had to wow okay I'll just use the year okay um 
maybe about around 2017. You know, once I started getting closer to graduating, I've always, we all, we always have this particular lifestyle that we want to live, how, however that may be, right? A vision. Um, when we was growing up, I don't know if y'all played this game in the South called like MASH, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I didn't play the game, so come break it down to me. Break it down. All right. So it's a real paper kiddish game, but it's 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 real. You know, it's it's fun. Well, anyways, uh, Mash is uh, like a mansion, apartment, uh, studio, or house, right? And then you pick a number, mm-hmm. and you're gonna pick mm-hmm. a number, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going until you say stop. Okay. However, if you stop at six, if I draw six lines and you stop at six. Okay, so now we got like six artists, six kids, you know, all this type of stuff. It's a lifestyle, right? It's, it's okay. real, real, real kiddish um, that I've played even with my students, but as a kid. But what I'm saying is the lifestyle that I envision myself living, I start seeing other people's live. Like, I mean, live. Um, I've always worked and did school, so finances weren't always the best i had to make sacrifices if i wanted you know like a nice pair of shoes some some people could get that you know what i'm saying if they got their younger i was okay i'm these shoes but i'm gonna sacrifice something else or i need gas and i need to sacrifice in this area when i was struggling and going through things and i saw other people not going through that same thing I was losing myself into not realizing that just because I don't see it, everybody else struggle is different or what everybody else is going through is different. But I was looking at the things that they were showing or, you know, their successes um, during that year. And I was not my best self that year. I was struggling in classes. Um, My mental health was at a peak. I was in like mad denial. I didn't want to accept it, honestly. Um, I had bad lifestyle habits. So it was all, it was like my own personal thing as well. But I was also just so consumed with trying to keep going and looking at other people and keeping up that I really was left behind, you know. Um, and I, I had to wake up and just realize that my struggles and my journey are those of my story and my testimony alone because I don't walk the same shoes as someone else. That that nice house that I want, that nice car that I want, um, that nice job, you know, that opportunity, the that connection is going to come to me. It's going to come to me in that own way because God has really given me that gift. And the ultimate thing was that I didn't tap into my own gift. I was looking at the gifts that other people were showing even during their struggles or out of their struggles and not working on my own thing. So it was then, it was, it was during that year. Um, later that year, I started working for um, an after school organization and my boss, you know, I was always over the edge and my boss, she put me in the office. She said, you need some help. And from that moment, I started seeing my now counselor, who I still see until this day, once a week, who's been an amazing help. Uh, and I truly feels like she's a gift from God. Um, but she helps me every day, you know.
in that moment, you know, that I met her, I feel like God has placed her in my life to help me align those things where I won't have to compare or feel like I'm less than somebody else. My gift is just as greater, you know, it's just as great as someone else's. You know, we can all help someone with our gifts. So when I realized that I didn't have to be jealous or feel insecure um, about things like that and use utilize those people as a resource, ask questions or uh, build those relationships, all those things that I was wanting, I had to try to do, even when it was uncomfortable for me to do because of my mental health, I started taking those steps. So it was then when I realized that. What do you think is your gift? <laughs> That's funny. So I keep working around youth. Um, and I, I mentioned in the beginning about job. I don't um, he keeps putting me around kids and I'm constantly questioning God, what is my gift? Um, I really haven't found that, you know, I haven't tapped my actual gift when people ask me because I'm so well-rounded. There's so many I have and if you ask me to do it, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to attempt to do it. I have the mindset. Um, so I can't specifically say that, but my ultimate goal is to become a counselor. So I'm utilizing my employer for uh, my master's program. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know where God is going to take me, you know, but where he has me right now is where he's positioned me to be. And I can honestly say that from the breakdown that I'm having, being able to express to my boss how I feel and still have my job, let me just tell you that my God has me where he wants me, okay? He has me where he wants me. So I don't know exactly where I'm going, but everything that I share with people are my gifts. And that's the best thing that I can give right now, you know, is is to others, be there for others, make start. All of those are our gifts, but those are my gifts because I'm so compassionate. So when people ask me that, I don't have a specific thing. I don't want to make it up, you know, and fib in front, because I promise you it's going to change because it happens. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And I think I think. I think um, you you know exactly what your gift is. And I think you just explained it to us very perfectly and eloquently. I think you are the gift, right? And a lot of times um, we pray uh, for God to show me a gift or for God to, 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 to help fix the situation or God help me understand and make me more self-aware about what I can do to um, to better someone else's life or whatever. A lot of times, the answer that we're looking for is is outside of ourselves mm -hmm. when really the answer is ourselves, uh, right? Yeah. And so you are the gift, right? And God's, like you said, you are a well-rounded a well person. So that means that as your gift is to be able to identify and adapt to situations and, sit and certain needs so that way you can utilize the talents and the tools that he's giving you to be that answer for that person, right? right? And one of the things that you also 
placed on your on your Instagram um, is this scripture, Romans chapter eight, verse eighteen. Yeah. It says, "I consider that my present suffering is not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us." Right, mm -hmm. and so the things that you're currently struggling with and the things that you're currently going through and that you've been able to go and seek counseling, which kudos to you, because that's, I know that's a step in the process all by itself, yeah. that you in turn still find yourself being able to encourage the youth, which, you know, when we transition, at least for me, that's something that I'm passionate about and trying to get out there more uh, and, and, and engage and touch and build those relationships with the youth because, with the youth because you can continue to help mold their future and help share perspective on, you know, what, what, what's helped you uh, and the things that's, that's hindered you so that they can avoid those pitfalls. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and I think it's also a good thing that you have been able to identify in those moments where you didn't, didn't feel happy about your life or wasn't, um, yeah, what's happening about your life compared to what other people were achieving. Um, sometimes knowing what you don't have um, and also knowing what you don't have is a good place to start so that way you know what you should have or what you can have, right? To encourage yourself to, 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 to build yourself up. And so in those moments, I think what, what, I'm, what I'm listening to you as, as we're kind of diving deeper into, into your story is I see you as a butterfly, yes, right? That Where who you are today is 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 kind of that stage where you've already been through the caterpillar phase of, of your of your of your life and kind of built went into the into your cocoon and you're finding a purpose in the cocoon and now you're kind of broken out and your wings are drying mm -hmm. right so that way you know within the next next few weeks next few days or whatever you want whatever God says you'll begin to fly and really take take off. And so I want to kind of break down, um, since I kind of do see you there, because I know you have a lot of colors to your story, kind of break down what are some of the, those, those, those hard moments in that cocoon phase that, that helps shape the wings that you have today. Oh, wow. Um, yes. So during my hard moments, um, it's so important to know, okay, it's so important to know where people stand in your life, right? Because you're going to need people that can pray for you, pray with you. You're going to need people that really um, have a pure heart. You know, you, you know the friends that you can go to, the family that you can go to, and et cetera. When I'm down, if my counselor's not available, God has a, a specific on one hand of people I can call, okay? That's including my pastor and my first lady, okay? Okay. Hey, okay. Oh, yeah. And we're tight, you know. Um, he definitely played a major role. My church played a major role in in my life. Um, what church, what church do you go to now? I, I'm at Bonaire Baptist. I've been at Bonaire Baptist uh, since, actually. I started as a visitor, and I live, it's right next to those apartments, the browns or the greens, you know, the ones we used to stay in. It's right next door. 
ever been. I was on my way to my, that was my church at the time, but I was running out of gas. I was going down. It was doing. I was running out of gas, and I remember my line sister taking me here to visit. I ran out of gas and church, like not on, uh, like stop. But I, I knew I wasn't gonna make it to college. So I was like, look, I need to to this church, and I've been very. It, it became my home. I started off like I don't kids. Then I became a ministry leader. Uh, I teach the uh, click, which is uh, children learning in Christ's kingdom under uh, Ross Keisha. Yes, the Cohen's family. So it's been awesome. But have when that, um, and I pray the biggest relationship is is God because it's hard and I cry. Let me tell you something in your space. You cry and you let it out because God is going to, he's going to make you feel better in the morning. He's going to be a resource. It's going to be a light on the other end. During this entire pandemic, I went from part-time to full-time in my position. So that means because I was transitioning to full-time, I had to let go of my other part-time job, which was two part-times. Okay. I went into full-time. My pay was affected. I didn't have benefits for six months. I didn't ran into two, uh, you know, I didn't been in the vicinity of people who were positive with COVID. Okay. But let me tell you about God. There is a zero balance on my rent right now. You know, I've been showing up to things in the last two years you know, my friend's birthdays or, you know, I'm not perfect. I struggle and I cry, but God, but him, he's the person that has gotten me through. I I truly can say that that's been one of the things in writing. So having people, having your resources, God is your biggest one. Okay. And writing and praying, those have been my four. Oh, and staying busy. <laughs> staying busy pushing myself when I'm when I'm unable to I mean I will push myself and I will cry while I'm pushing myself because I know I gotta get through it and whatever it takes for me to get through that that's what you're gonna do right that's what I do I let it out primarily because I'm sensitive but I push through that and when I'm mad I push through it you know um, and I move on my time I don't move when no one else wants me to because if I'm a, if I'm not in the right mind or the right spirit to do it, it's not a meek spirit. It's not a kind one, you know. And that's it's so I definitely depend on God. I have my resources. I pray. I push through, and I write, and that helps me get through. So, kind of talk to me about about two things the value because i know you kind of highlighted uh of the value of your circle and knowing your circle right and having a positive circle and then the, also the value of of being able to release through writing so so share share, share go share with us about about how that helps you okay yeah um so if there's a certain quality or you know things that if I'm not as strong right now, I can reach out to somebody, even though I pray, you know, 
And when two or more people join, that's always good. I've prayed by myself for so long. But there were times when I know I could call one of my friends, my sorority sisters. And I'm not just talking about like with them, right? I'm talking about in a whole. When when you meet Saraj, you know I can go to this Sarah and she's gonna tell me how it is, or this friend is gonna tell me what I need to hear. You don't want no yes men's in your circle. You want people that are killers. So I know the that I for prayer, you know, um, for conversation to just talk me through when I'm when I know I'm just I don't have enough strength to uplift myself. Um a prime example would be, yo, Brother Mac, I had a rough day today and my anxiety is going up so much, but I, I really just need to talk for about a few minutes. Can you give me some time? You know, having friends like that, uh, instead of the call, it's automatic talking and you're not getting one word out. You're just listening to them rap. And the moment you start talking, you, they intercept and telling you about, you know, you don't want that. You don't, you don't need that. That's that's chaos. You want healthy friendships, healthy boundaries. Okay? People don't say you have what people offer in your life and what you can offer in their life. Okay, that's that's definitely important. Not only do the friends I go to for prayer and things like that, I have plenty of friends that come to me for prayer, um, to just to talk, being a resource. I mean. You know, that makes me feel good because it, it helps me to show that I'm I'm just as good, you know, and I'm the, the person that God created me to be. Whenever I'm feeling down, he shows me like, yo, you were made to shine. You were made to get through. You were made to press on. And those friends that I have always constantly encourages me. They help keep me going. Sometimes we as people, we do lose our confidence. Just because I pray, just because I go to church, don't mean I don't get sad. It doesn't mean that I'm not hurt. You know, I think people have that misconception of people that pray and things like that. We are a different generation. Like I was raised by my grandmother. And then my aunt and when my took us my little so I think that even when we hurt and things like that, it's okay to know that somebody else can help you as a child of it's okay to know it's okay to know that you're not always as strong as you think you should be. So having those people that don't make you feel weak in those moments, that don't use those things against you, are powerful. You know, like I said, the biggest people in my circle when I go to the prayer are my pastor and my first lady. Um, the next would be my spiritual mom. I have a few sorority sisters that I go to, line sisters, and then I have um, you know church church family. So those relationships that I build are outside of that building. You get what I'm saying? That's personal. Those things help keep me grounded. Um, my writing, I've utilized my writing a lot because I've built me, built me awesome. If I get a little too lengthy, let me know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and shift into the writing. Um, so 
one of the biggest things that I do in therapy, I do talk therapy. So um, my therapist, I started off when I first started seeing Nancy, I started seeing her twice a week. That's how severe, you know, I was just struggling. Um, later on, um, during the time of me meeting with Nancy, I also had to meet with a psychologist because I had to be evaluated. Um, I was diagnosed, you know, a couple weeks later, I got a call and they were going through um, my case notes. And when I went in to talk to my counselor, she had was talking to me and she said, so after speaking with, you know, the doctor, um, you have, you're suffering from trauma, PTSD, anxiety, and you're clinically depressed. Like I was already, you know, just clinically depressed, but they were just throwing all these things on me that made me have to, you know, it didn't make me feel normal or good. You know what I'm saying? To hear that because people don't understand mental health or they'll, they'll post things and they'll say, Oh, I'm dealing with depression, but that's a Battle. It's a different battle. It's a different battle. Um, I started going back to writing because I wasn't writing during that time. And the things that I couldn't say, I will write that on my page even now. So the and I'm not talking about to my counselor, but when there were things that I was feeling, even though I knew it was in my mind, right? And they say. Um, or you get a thought you just can't share with nobody. That's the type of stuff that I write in my journal. Cause I'm like, look, I can't just be on this podcast cursing because I'm mad. You know, I'm, I'm crying and praying and, and mad all in this message on my page, you know, and I, it felt good to just write that on my page, but it started with Nancy, uh, who's my counselor going back to tell me, um, D'Angeli, why don't you write a letter? Why don't you write a letter to this pain? So I started writing letters to my pain. I started writing letters to express how I was feeling. When my Right before my father had passed, um, I, we were very close, like, growing up, but after my, my aunt had adopted us, you know, he lived his own life, but he was definitely you know, around. He was always like around. Um, I had talked to him probably a month or two months before and I was upset at him. I called him back to apologize, you know, to tell him like, I called him for his birthday and my grandmother said he wasn't there. And I was like, okay, well, I wanted to wish him a happy birthday. I want to apologize to him. I tried back, but he still wasn't there. That was in July. I didn't call back nothing August, September. Now, when I had that conversation with him in that July, I was mad at him because I was trying to get answers from my childhood and, you know, just different questions that I couldn't ask mom because she was already gone. And I I got a call that I don't even talk to in a whole nother, she don't even live in Michigan. She called me to tell me my dad was found dead in his apartment. So I still was trying to heal 
from my own insecurities of pressing forward with school. You know, people saw those great qualities in me and I couldn't possess those. I was hurt. I was dealing with so many things. Once I finally got to that finish line of graduating, because it was around that time when I met Nancy, I was pushing through to graduate. Um, she said, write those letters to your and I did. Um, some of the letters I would, I'm not even going to say some of them. I rarely bought up any of the papers and threw them out. So I won't front. But all my journals are pretty much full with pain. It started with writing letters to my pain um, again. And then it became just me expressing how I felt or simple uh, Lord, I thank you, you know, going back to that, because even in that pain, I was still going to church. I was still going to Bible study. I was still crying out to my pastor and my first lady in text messages, mainly my first lady. We have such a great relationship when I didn't feel strong enough. But that example and just seeing her be strong, I knew it was in. I knew I was equipped with it, but I felt so lost. You know, I felt I felt hopeless, man. I felt so incapable of possessing all that God had for me. And I knew that people were watching me. And I was like, man, I I gotta express this. So aside from Nancy and writing, that helped me to just, you know, see whatever it is that I needed to work on within myself so that I wouldn't hurt people in my pain. You know, I needed to know what I was feeling. I'm very well at identifying how I'm feeling, what triggers me. I ain't slow. I got mental health issues. Take meds. I took uh, medicine a month. To tell you, I didn't take medicine. I have not taken medicine since I was about 19, 20 years old. I'm. I've always been into like natural care and holistic healing. Literally my whole life, my family would tell you I've been different. They've always tell me I'm different and, you know, just different things. But I'm just, I'm grateful for the writing, grateful for the writing. And so... Do you have do you have anything that comes top of mind that you would like to share? Like if it's uh, a poem or writing or spoken word that that you keep close and near to you, even if it's not your, your own? Um, I'm pretty sure I do. I definitely. Um, let me see. I have me go through this book. Let me see. You know, go ahead and carry some kind of and I want to grab another. Now, I was going to say, um, I thank you for sharing because I know I know how how heavy that is. And while you was talking, I was I was just connecting with your spirit. And the, 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 the quote that kept coming to me was a quote that we talked about offline was, you know, uh, from Dr. Miles Monroe. You're not a human with the with the spirit. You're a spirit having a human experience, mm -hmm. right? And um, just to think about the experiences that you've had to take on from losing your mother, from losing your father, in those capacities, like that kind of break that kind of goes into 
the whole theme and, and of, of of this series of the season with Inspired Kingdom of, you know, making sure that we can articulate and share and 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 post something like this that can forever, like this conversation forever will be yeah. immortalized, right? In a good way, right? That and 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 the and the things that draw me to this is like knowing that this conversation that you and I are having today, 10 years from now, my yeah. son and my daughter can tap into this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this, this right here. And that's why I, that's why I had to ask that question. Is this something that, that, um, that you can share? Because I know that even if, if they don't get anything else from this, then the one thing that I do know that they have is that if, if you, as a spirit, you continue to yeah. fight through this, right? And know that you have been able, and God has been able to, to pull a circle of people around you to where when you're feeling down, that you know exactly where to go to build yourself up. Because, you know, even though we are all different, we are still the same kind, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And, 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 and being able to share within that spirit of love, right? I was, I was, listening to I was reading this this uh this this book about the kingdom and it breaks down that God is love right and is 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 being present and always continuing in that moment right and what love is 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 something that it goes both ways it's something that you share it's a give and take right and the thing that God showed me was he said that if you focus on these two laws, to love your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself, basically what he's breaking down is, is that if you know who I am and you know that I am love, all I'm asking you to do is, is, is to connect with the other person and the God with, and connect with the God in them. So that way, both of you can continue to, to feel my presence and keep each other going, right? And so... Um, I'm 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 tapping in and I'm feeling the God in uses yes. and it's and it's big. It is. He's within me. It's big. He is there. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say um two things. So I'm not gonna do a point, but I am gonna leave um our our family, you know, our listening family with this. Always thank God for protection. Thank him every day and always thank him for protection because every day that we open our eyes is a blessing. And especially with this pandemic, I don't think we truly have realized. I don't think I've ever thanked God enough for my fingers, my toes, okay, my limbs, my vision. Even with these glasses, I'm like, Lord, I just thank you. In my mind, my mind. Thank you for everything. And one thing my pastor always says is um, don't melt down over the letdown. Okay? Life is going to constantly bring us things. The enemy is going to always be looking for someone to feed his lie or for life to throw you some, some more turmoil and don't let don't don't ever melt down over anything because there's always a greater blessing 
ahead always, whether that's school, whether that's work, relationship, or friendships. God is going to show you, so don't melt down over it. Go to him, and he'll handle it. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. That made me feel good. I just, oh, man, that made me feel good. <laughs> I just had to share that because, you know, it's so easy for me to be like, uh, you know, I keep I, writing. I, whenever I take notes, I just love. I go back to something. If, if it's a scripture or something that someone says, I go back to it. Um, and it just reminds me, you know, after my study, how it applies or if it's applicable. And that was one of the things that was definitely applicable to me because I know how I used to respond to things. Key, used to. Now, not saying I'm tripping, but I had so much things built up inside of me that I don't think people understood that. It was not them. It is me, but love me. Don't judge me, you know. Um, so we ain't melting down over no letdowns anymore at all. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. I think I think I just found the title of this of this of this oh, particular yeah. episode. Yes. Love me, don't listen. Me. Are we gonna pray out? Because I wanna pray. <laughs> Yes, 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 we are, we are. But before we get there, I got, I got a couple, two more questions I want to ask you too. I'm enjoying this. Let, Man. let me say this. I am blessed and grateful. Um, so please feel free to ask whatever you need. Um, you know why you got me. So yeah. <laughs> And I, that's 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 something I was gonna say too. I was like, man, there's there's been certain energies. I've been able to to do a couple episodes now, and each episode's been different. And I've been able to to learn a lot about the people that I admire, which is like 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 yourself. And so, the energy that I feel here is very, is very is very pure. That's the best way I can put it, right? And um. And even for me, like I feel, I feel more tapped in within myself, and more vulnerable, and like just just feeling more mm -hmm. transparent within myself. Like I think I was I was having a conversation with my wife yesterday. Hi. And hey. I'm extremely. Back. Okay. <laughs> Put the R in. That's my. <laughs> Go ahead. And and. And it's and it's crazy because in these moments, the last few episodes, I, I constantly go back to conversations that I have with my wife, yes. which I'm extremely grateful for. That yes. God has, has given me this love um, that is that is supernatural, yes. and this love that is 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 bliss. And, and and now, yes, yes, absolutely, and. It's certain things I had to go through in my life to help really understand and know how to be loved, right? Uh, and be okay with being loved like this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then also me being able to love someone else. Like I share when when God put on my heart 
or really when I made the decision that I was going to propose to my wife, it was a very, very heavy decision um, because the only other person I've ever loved like this was my mom, wow. right? Because um, there's there's no other love like that, you know what I'm saying? And so it's knowing that and knowing that the only other love I can identify with without on that level, uh, without being in a relationship will, will be potentially with them, mm. within my son or my daughter, right? And when I made the decision to say, okay, I'm going to submit myself and humble myself to carry this, this, this life, right? And to partake in this life and to put mine down and to take on hers. <sighs> that was a major decision. And it was, it was tough. It was tough because like I said, even though I don't have a child, like I understood the weight and the gravity of mm-hmm. carrying her heart, right? And knowing that she has a father that was in her life. And I'm so grateful that she had that relationship because she knew exactly what to yeah. what to look for. She knew exactly what she deserved. And when when she when she agreed, because I mean it's 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 a, it's love. It goes both ways. Like I can't. I can say that I want to take on your heart, but it's another thing for you to be like, okay, I'm okay with you caring and protecting yeah. my heart too yeah. for forever, right? That 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 right there, and as a I mean, man, yeah. especially for me I'm as like, a man. Yeah, um, I not interrupt. <laughs> um, yes, <laughs> I am like, wow, this is just so beautiful. It is so beautiful to see that you have a union. And it's so beautiful because I knew my brother before he was a married man. And you weren't a bad guy, but you weren't a bad guy anyway. <laughs> but I did know that you love your mother. Like if you know Brother Mac and you know Mother Mac, you know <laughs> that bond, you know, is is uh is one that can't is one that can't be replaced. So for a man to find a wife and for God to bring that into your life where you love someone so effortlessly, um, unconditionally, um, for me that is so scary and is beautiful. Not not that I'm scared of it. Um, but I think on the outside world, people will be like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful and it's scary, but it, it can be scary because like you said, she is now putting her life in your hands. Like God is already, you know, has his hands on her and, um, and over you guys, but be over your relationship before it got to this point, but for you to make that step and secure that. You know, that is nothing more important, I think, in my eyes than a man showing me, because I can be so secure, you know, but once you're in my space and I'm sharing that, I feel like it's now your part to show me that you're equally going to secure me, you know, if I got to that level of you guys, you know, that I'm as equally as secure as you know I know I am without you and I think that that's just so beautiful I think it's so yeah 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 you 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 definitely have to be secure and um 
one of the things that helped us in that security was was going to counseling too. Um, we 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 wow. went to premarital counseling for eight weeks, and it was times where it was one time specifically that we got into an argument, literally mm-hmm. at the church that we was at, to the point to where I walked away, and then. I didn't know, and, and I walked away, and I was like, "Okay, but, do I? Is this really what I, I want? You know what I'm saying? When you're done, when you're done, and oh, um, so I was gonna say, I was like, "Is this really what I want?" And I said, "Okay, I I believe this is like I I, I know I will not find anyone wow. in this world like her." And the, the type of setting that we were in, uh, we was going to counseling and, and learning and being with other couples, right? And so <clears throat> when I when I walked into the room, I got there like right before it started. And I noticed I noticed I noticed that she was that she she wasn't there. And I was like, damn, am I gonna really sit here? And wait and pray that she comes off of this because I you know even even the the and it was it, it was something over just small I don't even remember what it was for but I remember both her and I were upset extremely upset at each other and when she showed up you know it brought me back to when at the beginning of our relationship we were friends first right and all the way up to where we are today is as we identify each other as husband and wife, we identify each other as friends first. So we can kind of take that label off when we do have those times where we got to just kind of sit and talk. I say, I'm not talking to my husband. I'm not talking to my wife. I'm not talking to my fiance. I'm not talking to my girlfriend. I'm talking to my friend, right? And so as my friend, since you care about me on that level first, walk me through what the, what the problem is, right? Because I know that I value you as a friend first that leads to you being my wife, that now this bond that we have, I can never turn away from you. You know what I'm saying? And so I say that to say that we've had moments where we we, we didn't see eye to eye and it was going to go into, we felt like it could have broken breaking us. But because what carried us is our loyalty as friends first, we knew that it was nothing that we currently can face or will face or gone through in the past um, that can that can break that away from from, from our union. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So I know that this is your podcast, and since you just shared those uh, amazing, <laughs> amazing things that has carried you guys and your thoughts and how you knew for some other of us millennials and younger couples and things like that. Give me three, maybe two or three key wisdoms that you could possibly share um, that are healthy uh, for dating when seeking it, or even for yourself. What are some healthy habits, um, tips, what is, you know, drop drop a jewel, a jewel or two for us. 
Yeah, like get, give us that. <laughs> Inspire us um, on this journey because a lot of people, one thing that my pastor preaches to us young people, and I say young people, including myself, um, is that I I definitely like to date with substance, okay? First person. So I don't even know why these guys be trying me, you know? And I be, you know... I don't know why they be trying me, but I say this, don't ever date for lonely. You know, I think one time during I was just so sad and wanted someone in my space, never in my life again. And that's one of the key things um, for me and a lot of people is if you're looking for someone good for that. But what would you drop for us? Well, first and foremost, I think one of the things I have to say as a black man is make sure that you love your black woman for sure, um, because there will be no you without them. First and foremost, I, I constantly have to, I think, remind people, if not remind people, then just at least put it out there how amazing you guys are, like black women are, like period. Like you are the most powerful and, and, and important being mm-hmm on this earth, in my opinion. Um, without you, there will be none. I have to say that first. Um, in that, <clears throat> I will also say that love has no colors, but know that um, your your perspective in life and the things that you, like it's, it's certain things that you can meet people as, as, as within our community as black people that it doesn't have right. to be said, but it's mm-hmm. automatically understood. Right. And that's and that's that goes back into and I, I'm I'm definitely want to drop those jewels on, on that wisdom, but I feel like this this came first. Um I, I think about a story in the Bible with Samson and Delilah, right? Um we as men fall into that trap very often, right? Where kind of like we talked about earlier, we look at social media, we look at what what looks to be the ideal trophy wife, right? And she really gonna do more than just cut your hair off. Like she might completely ruin your life, completely. You know what I'm saying? Just like Samson, this man not only got his hair mm-hmm. cut off, but they took out this man's eyes, made him a prisoner, and made him work 24 seven pushing a mill in circles, <laughs> and then literally almost ma- basically yeah. made him commit suicide. If you look at the yeah. story, right? <laughs> um. And so, and so, yeah, to that point, knowing that you got someone that has a relationship with God is very important because Delilah, her name literally means to devour, right? And because she did not understand the type of love that comes from God, she can only love him based on what she knew, right? There's a certain love that 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 you that you had to tap into first before you can even love the, the person that's standing across from you, because if I don't love myself first, then how can I truly love you the right way? Right. And if that's the case, then that's unhealthy because I am now depending on how you love me to determine how I love you back. Right. And we're human. Right. So. We all have feelings. We all have times where we where we're not our best self, and we all have times where we let each other down, right? But 
if I tap into and say, okay, if I'm loving you from a source that's bigger than myself, like God, and I'm loving you to where I can't love you anymore, I can tap into his love and that you can do the same for me to have that unconditional love. That's very, that's very, very powerful. So I got to start there. Um, so you have to know that that's what you want first. You need to really take an assessment of the person that you're, that you're, that you're seeking to take that next step in within becoming a, a wife or a husband with that person. Because it comes with their family. You gotta, you gotta make. Family, can y'all hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so um, so I'll I'll, I'll start off. I'll start off like this. My my my, my wife sent me this quote, um, or this this thing on Facebook, and said and talked about what man looks for in a wife. Right, he looks for okay. stability. That's the number one thing that he looks for. Uh, and not stability within finances, but, but stability within legacy, right? Mm. And what goes into that that you have to consider as a man is can this can can this woman can this person um, carry on my legacy if I'm not here in the midst of so and what that looks like is if I pass mm. away, can she still instill the values that I hold true to myself into my child? Number one. Number two, am I comfortable with um, her raising my child and her family raising my child by, by, by myself if I wasn't there? Like that's that's very important. Can this mm. can this person also be a partner and help build the legacy or the vision that I believe that God's given to me? Can she and, and what is her role in that? Right. And um Am I willing also to submit to her, right? Because I learned from from my, my my parents being married 32 years, 33 years now, that the the man has where is the head of the household, so he has a crown and responsibility of of making sure that he takes um and he and he secures the family that he that he oversees, um, but the wife is the neck. And she turns him where he needs to go and ask perspective towards their life and their family. And can she be a strong name for you, right? Can she actually provide good insight and wisdom and peace of mind, which is very important <laughs> to, to your life, right? Because you can see, and this, and I've, I've even seen it myself, how a man can be in a relationship with a woman for, for, for two years, three years, six years, right? And never get down and propose, but then and break up with that person and in two months meet somebody and know in two weeks that this is the one I'm going to marry, right? Mm -hmm. The part that sucks about this is that for my, my, my beautiful sisters out there, Mm -hmm. this is one the one of the only things that you do not have control over of knowing yeah. when a man is ready to take you to that level you can tell them you can you can you can you can you can put it out there as much as you want but ultimately he 
has to be ready to take that step, right? Yeah. And, you know, I started off with highlighting how beautiful our sisters are first because there's a lot of great brothers out here that are not tapping into, into you guys. So, um, so I, I guess I'll put that out there first. Um, yeah. And then speaking specifically to, to my, my relationship with my wife, how we started. Again, we started off as friends first. I, I set the expectation in the beginning that, and, and something that she agreed to, that we, we were not going to have sex within the first three months of, of, of us talking, right? And I think we, we definitely did that, that first three months with not having sex. And then we just trans, transitioned to, um, to, 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 to just dating exclusively, right? And then grew from there. But the part that made it so, so crazy was like, she's like, we was just kicking it, right? Like just really just straight chilling, just hanging out as friends. So that, yeah. that, that's, that's very, very important because you had to go back to those conversations and say, hey, as my friend, bruh, <laughs> talk to me, right? Uh, so that's yeah. number one. Number two, I would say, um, what would be number two? Um, what would be number two? <laughs> communication. Yeah. Um, player. Communication. Communication. Yeah. Communicate. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, I was just saying some people have expectations, some people don't. I was just throwing out, trying to help you remember. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Communication is key, and setting expectations are key too. And that's something that we learned through, um, through through our counseling sessions. Was, and I mean, shoot, I know my love language. I love quality time. I love physical touch, and I love um, of acts of service. Right. I know. That's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And 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 my wife, she has similar things, but I know some of the other things that that match with her are words of affirmation and and and, and acts of service, right? Yes. So knowing our love language helps because I like I'm I'm physical touch. That's like probably number 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 one on my list. I'm a very affectionate person. So mm -hmm. if I'm doing acts of service towards you knowing that it's strictly out of love, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got these flowers. I got you flowers in like two weeks. So, you know what I'm saying? By the time it hit 10 o'clock, I might have some candles on. And if you go on to sleep, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but managing those expectations and knowing that, hey, this is what I'm expecting. I, I'm not going to be disappointed and that's not going to cause friction within our relationship because I already know what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then number three, I think, I think will be the, probably the most important thing is remaining yourself in the relationship, right? Because there are a lot of times where people stay in a relationship because of convenience and because of, of, of how comfortable they are that sometimes they have to compromise who they are to stay in that relationship, right? 
and making mm-hmm. sure that you continue to be two individuals and but you're loving each other for who you are and just being real and being open about everything. That will be my three jewels on that. And I'm sorry to rant <laughs> on that. No, part. no, no. Um, definitely, definitely key. I wrote them down. Definitely be friends, you know. Um, communication, expect communication is key. Definitely make sure that you have expectations or boundaries, as I like to call them. Well, um, for me, and then remain yourself. Don't lose yourself in any mm-hmm. relationship. Do not lose yourself. And one thing that my wife told me that I had to step into was um, do not settle because uh, when and I and I'll be I'll be transparent when we became serious it was when it was probably one of the lowest moments of my life and at that time I had lost my job uh, I was working as a waiter at Sawgrass and I was dealing with um what I felt at that time was the failure in my life by losing my job and mm-hmm. She would come to my house and I had fell into like a mini depression because I had locked a lot of people out and I didn't want people to know because I felt like I had failed, right? Yeah. Um, and she would come to my house and just, you know, be a friend, just make sure that I ate that day, make sure that, you know, I was in, she would check in with me mentally, things of that nature. And <clears throat> we got into a relationship kind of during that time. And we decided to move in together to live in McKinney. Um, had a first first time living with a with another person or a female for like this, and uh, it worked out great. But she set the expectation that I'm not going to waste my time with you. Like after after two years, if you are not going to propose after I move in with you, I'm setting that expectation now. Don't even ask me to do it because. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to F, F you up, basically, type thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, being that my wife is older, mm-hmm. there's certain things that she's four years older than I am, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it don't feel like it because she'd be talking like like she's, like she's 13. Boy, that's the door. <laughs> 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 it don't feel like because because sometimes like, I had to like remind myself like oh snap like you are a little you are a little older than me, but um, <laughs> but no like I I say that to say if that's something that you want don't be afraid to 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 put your man on notice because if that's something that he knows that that's where he's supposed to be he gonna do whatever it takes to make it work so don't be afraid of upsetting those people expectations there. Yes. No, I don't have those problems with setting my my expectations or my boundaries. I have an issue with dudes thinking I'm controlling because I'm like, I have boundaries. I have I have certain triggers, you know, alone. My expectations are not much, you know, but they are enough. And they're like, yo, I'm not going to be walked all over. I'm, you're not going to, you know, certain things. I'm not saying I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do, but if you you're not gonna walk over me, you know. Live your life. If you 
you want to have fun. We can enjoy things together. But my expectations, you know, when it comes to dating is to simply be a good, honest person. Like, those are the key things I, I ask of a person while dating. I need to be honest, like, about whatever it is that you have going on and where you stand in your life. The next things are, you know, it move, it go from there once I figure out where I stand with a person or, you know, if we have any commonalities or things like that. But I, that's one of the things that I run into with dating. And this dating pool has been crazy. Yeah, I come mean, walk me through what that what that's like now in 2020. I'm running into a lot of are insecure. Mm. Um, okay, okay. What 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 insecure like how? What does that look like? Gosh. Okay. Um your homeboy on the phone with you. What if he say, Oh man, that's your girl? You like, yeah, let me introduce to my girl. She like, hey, you know, he introducing me to the guy. So you feel like Oh yeah, that's it. He's not gonna introduce you to the to the family and the guys, you know, if this ain't it. Not just the guys, but family. Mm -mm. You YouTube friendly. You this that. wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not gonna turn my niceness into something other because of your own issues. Mm -hmm. That shows that it's something deeper. You know, I don't know if you know, people experience different stuff. I'm naturally friendly like this if you know me everybody that knows me they know how i am i'm going to give off love when you see me everybody's going to get that and feel that and i think i just run into guys that are still battling things um most of them be having kids and i'm i completely i'm trying to completely stay away from guys with kids, but I feel closed-minded when I do that. You know, I'm the only one in this world without kids right now. I feel like, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, but I be like, <laughs> I ain't rushing, but you know, it's beautiful because I want a family. And because God knows what I want, he knows, he knows my heart. He knows I don't want to be no baby mother. You know, he knows that um, I don't want to waste my time. And even if I had to be a big mother, he's going to place a father in my child's life and in my life to make sure that we're okay, you know, if we decide, hey, that's just not it. But that's not my goal or things like that. You know, I have things that I I, I have a plan and I have a vision for how I want my life, you know. But I, one of the key things that you mentioned um along with the expectations is not being afraid to set them, but not being afraid to just express that. And I think for me, my expectations aren't high enough, honestly, like guys be tripping and I'm like, my expectation, not even high. So what are some of your you know, expectations? What are some of my expectations? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> my expectations are not high at all. Um, if you date me, you know, just be honest. No secrets. I, I don't want no secrets. I would definitely cut you off or tweak on you if I feel like, um, you know, you're just not healthy for me because I'm mad at this point that you've been wasting my time. Mm -hmm. um, a key expectation pray. I'm running into guys that just always telling me, uh, first off, I don't need nobody 
who only reading scriptures from when they was kids. Not, I need you to know, I need you to, I'm not asking you to, uh, you know, be holy and nobody's perfect, but I'm asking you to be a man of God. Like, that's one of my things, you know, uh, I need a prayer partner. If I'm going to lay with you, I need to pray. I need to pray with me. Cause like I said, I have those friends. I need a prayer partner as well. Um, I really don't want no one with kids, but having them. So if you got them, that drama, don't bring that. You know, if what y'all had was done, make sure that's clear. Mm-hmm. Baby mom don't want their baby back and the baby daddies be still feeding them. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I can't deal with this stuff. So minor expectations. I don't ask for anything because I haven't gotten that deep. But if I get into a relationship, um and it becomes serious i think that that's something that i probably you know what i'm saying i'm going to just think about because i haven't it's not hard you know i don't expect much but i don't expect less either like i don't i won't take less which is why i'm not dating you know it's hard to describe sometimes i feel like i'm difficult so until i get there um until I feel like I'm ready to get to that point with somebody, um, I don't know. Because everybody brings something different. Like, I won't expect too much from somebody that I know is a good person, but they just can't deliver that. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to know that somebody can't deliver something and not judge them for it. You know, either they're going to work on it or that probably just isn't the person for you if it's that deep. So... I'm still within my healing. Um, I am talking to a nice, nice, fine guy with no kids right now. <laughs> and he does great things. And we're just friends. We're just mm-hmm. friends. And mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. You know what's even more beautiful? Mm-hmm. Man, ah, it's so beautiful to have someone to understand you. And it's so beautiful to have someone to not judge you and to relate, you know, even dealing with my anxiety. If I'm dating somebody, it's hard for me to tell them or express certain things because they don't really be understanding. And I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to do this. Every time I go to God about a prayer, he sends me something better. Like this is no lie every time. So it ain't an issue with me cutting it off. But this guy also deals with some of the things that I deal with. So we're like accountability partners. And and I'm like, man, yes. So he's just a friend at the moment. Um, But it's just good to have someone where you can relate to, you know, um, and have those conversations. Like, we're not on nothing serious. So I can ask these questions on a friend level while we're at this level with him and things like that. You get me? Versus jumping to something and mad because I didn't have time to really understand what my expectation should have been of this person because I didn't know them well enough, you know. So those key things that you put down, I think, are very pivotal because I've I've dated people where I was cool with them and I knew them, but not on the level of me to really put a higher expectation on them. They, my expectations are always going to change, but they're only getting greater. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, once I get to that point where I feel 
like I'm ready to be someone's wife or um, I feel like I'm ready enough to, I probably already am, you know, I possess that, but right now I'm just, I'm healing. I'm still healing and I'm embracing this healing. And it, it takes a lot out of me and drains me to think about what I can give to somebody else right now without being disappointed. That has not came to me yet. So that's how I know it's not God-given. When it when it's God-given, it's going to be effortless for me. I won't have to think about won't have to think about it and that's kind of how a lot of my moves are made you know if i if i do it effortlessly it's just that it's because it's it's god placed it on me or he placed you around me so yeah 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 i agree i agree it is it is effortless and i would say the last thing is is when you know you know and make sure that you constantly remind that person um how important they are to you like make time. Like really yeah. make time. So Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So well I think um you and I have been able to to get a lot in. <laughs> um, and it's and it's crazy because it, if 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 the time is well spent but it doesn't feel like time is, has been has has Long. even you know what I'm saying? Little yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's my, yep i still have time to go do my orders i gave this a two two hour window period you know i wanted to give us enough time so after this i'm going to go run out to some stores and get my orders in and ship them on out for the day uh, or pack them rather they ain't getting shipped out today but i gotta go get my <laughs> stuff perfect this was definitely perfect um i just want to thank you again for reaching out to me um Jamal, I ain't called you Jamal in years. <laughs> you know, so grateful, Brother Mac. I am so grateful that you decided to uh, reach out to me. And I'm blessed more than anything to be able to share my story with other people. Um, more importantly, as you're the name of your podcast, you know, Inspire Kingdom, we all have a duty ethically you know, and that's to serve others while we're on this earth. You know, God didn't give us a skill and a gift to hold on. He gave us a skill and a gift to share with others so that they can find their gifts, so they can find their passions. Um, and I hope that whoever listens to this podcast or, or everyone that listens to this podcast finds some inspiration. Um, they find some relatability and they find hope in my story and knowing that not only um, am I so many things, but the biggest thing I will call myself is an overcomer. So I just want to thank God for, for that. And I want to thank him for my being and just for you being a friend and reaching out to me um, with your schedule and things like that. So I'm truly grateful. And I pray for you and your family continuously. So thank you. Yes, I thank you. I thank you. Like I said, this 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 has been an amazing and very, I think, real and pure um, episode that I'm 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 excited for. Like I really am excited to to get this one out. And so 
already have yeah i'm excited um, i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited um so before we close i want i want to make sure that i can i give you your opportunity to kind of, to kind of brag on your on your business um and what you do and then um if you can once you finish that lead us out in prayer and we'll take it from there okay awesome so um currently operating under under the name 731 essentials um which is a holistic or natural care so i currently do what's called ferrous butter which is a raw organic body cream i hand whip and break down the oils in my kitchen i buy all of my products natural from the natural markets around um here in dallas um I make beard balms and oils for men's and I'm currently launching a candle line. So if you go on Instagram, you can find me at the numbers 731 underscore essentials. That's on Instagram. My page is currently under construction, rebranding, bringing some quality things to people because I want to push out that quality that God has possessed within me. Um, so I'm going to be waking them up in a minute, you know. <laughs> but I just want to uh, have you all go to that page. Please follow it um, and stay tuned for more to come. Again, at 731 underscore essentials on Instagram. Um, Father God, I just want to thank you right now for where we are. Thank you, Lord, Father God, for our lives, for this present moment. Being able to share your glory, Lord, Father God. Being able to share with the world, Lord, Father God, how great you are. Lord, Father God, you sacrificed your life for us, which we all know. But Lord, Father God, order our steps, oh, Father God. You are the meditation of our mouth that speak, oh, Father God. So help us, Lord, Father God, throughout this week. Help us every day as our world is going through chaos, Lord, Father God. As we feel in the agony, oh, Father God, may you step in and bring peace into our lives, oh, Father God. May you lift up our spirits when we are weak right now, oh, Father God. May you strengthen us in our strengthening journey, oh, Father God. May you put that prayer, Lord, Father God, your angels right there next to somebody that's fighting and struggling, Lord, Father God, with prayer or fighting and struggling with themselves, Lord, Father God. We ask that you share this light, Lord, Father God, shine it, send your angels, Lord, Father God, step in and allow us and everyone to feel your presence, oh, Father God. This world don't belong to no government, it belongs to you. So we thank you, Lord, Father God, in your precious name. I want to leave the world with your love, Lord Father God, with your joy, Lord Father God, in your holy name. We we love you, we honor you, we trust you, and we give you thanks, oh Father God, for your sacrifice, for your glory, and your love. Amen. 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 Should we can pass the collection plate after that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, man, I can't say thank you enough. This, this has been a really, really good one. I, and like I said, I, I can't wait for this to drop. So, um, so I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get off of this. I'm, I'm gonna give you a call, and we're gonna talk for like literally five minutes or less, and then, okay. um, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay, perfect. God blesses to you all and thank you again. Peace.